What is up party people? Welcome back to another episode here for the first episode of 2022 and season two of Generation Go. Okay guys, so it's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks, not gonna lie. Um, before we get into anything, let's just address Address that elephant. We are filming now. At least we think. So for this episode, I am filming it. I kind of want to see how you guys like this layout and like having video episodes here on Spotify and YouTube and stuff, but also having like the audio and seeing which one you guys like better and stuff. Um, and then also just testing out in terms of like editing how it's going to be. So we will see how that goes. But yeah, I'm excited. Also, if this is your first time seeing me, I'm so sorry, I didn't really did not get ready today. I like, I can tell, hair threw it back. I literally have on like just a jacket and a white tank top. So we didn't really get ready, but you know, it's fine. This is like the real deal, right? This is season two coming hot, coming in strong. Um, yeah, super exciting. So I'm so excited to finally be recording again. And for all the stuff we have ready for this year. So if you're watching on the video podcast right now, if you've never seen me before, welcome to season two of Generation Go. Hi, I'm Kira. If you have listened before, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in per usual. Um, yeah, super excited. So let me know if you guys like the video episodes because I'm contemplating doing it. It is definitely going to be a lot more work, but if we do numbers, then it's worth it, you know? So... We'll see. We have an interesting episode today. It's definitely something very different than I've ever recorded before. Also, oh, hold up. Before we get into that, I just I just realized something. We have a new cover, pod cover. This is our third one. I figured new season, new changes. We need we need a good cover. We started with the original one with me and Sophia. And it's funny because I think we took those pictures almost exactly a year ago today. Or maybe like a week ago, a year ago. Sometime within the, a week or so, a year ago, we took the original podcast pictures, which is like us in front of the wall. It's actually in my backyard. So, um, yeah, we have the new cover. It's been almost exactly a year, like I said, since we shot the original one. And then we moved when Sophia left in like August. I put the new one up, which was just like the black, like the neon white writing on black. And now we have it, a new one back again, which is very exciting. I love the picture. I think it's so cool. It's actually was taken right here in my room, which is pretty ironic because I had done a few sessions where we got some pics and I liked some of them. We did a few different locations. So we did one that was also here in the room, but it was, well, not quite. It was like a solid white background. So I did a solid white background. And then we did a solid black background because I kind of wanted to keep the white neon on the black, like how we did. But of course, I was in at that time. And then we did one at a different location outside, similar, pretty much almost the same to like our original one with like the like beige color wall. And then we had that. And then I was wearing black. And I took all three of those and I was just like, like I liked them, but I didn't love them. And then last weekend, I was taking pictures just for Instagram and not for the post or not for the pot or anything. And then I took those and I was like, holy crap, I love these. And they literally like fit 
the idea and like the whole concept and like vibe of the pod completely in the picture and so I was like this is perfect and there you go you are your you got the new cover so I'm really like it I'm really liking it I really like it really loving it and I hope you guys do too because I'm seriously obsessed with the way it looks and like the new layout and everything so so many new changes for this season super excited because we have so many guests coming on I have a couple pre-recorded episodes that I'm probably going to release before we record anything new but we have some super exciting guests coming on, some new concepts for, I almost said videos, for episodes stuff. So this is super, super, super exciting. I'm very happy. I think it's going to be great and I'm super excited for you guys to see everything that's in store. So, um, today's episode. Now, you're probably looking at the title and you're like, Kira, what the heck is this? Especially for all my parents out here who listen. Like my mom, for example. Hey to my mom, she's listening to this, which she probably is. But let's um let's do a little disclaimer because I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. But when you are titling an episode or you're making a thumbnail for a YouTube video or an episode of a TV show or anything like that, you want something eye-catching, you want something that's going to get the viewers to be like, oh my god, what is this? What is this about? And so the title of this episode, our very first one, is something, I haven't for sure decided yet, but something along the lines of like, this is why Gen Z parents suck. Or this is why they're not great parents. So I would just like to set a little disclaimer. The way we worded that, the way I worded that, was intentional to attract listeners. That is what we are talking about. But we are not completely saying that every single parent out there is bad. We are just going to be talking about the bad parts about Gen Z parenting today. And, you know, we have a lot of parent listeners, which is surprising just because this podcast is aimed at kids my age. Not necessarily aimed at parents, but we do have a lot of parent listeners. So I have been wanting to do this episode for probably like, like seven months now. Um, super close friend of ours had brought it up to me. So we were in Cabo with my brother's best friend, super, super close family friends, the Parkers, again, if you listen to this, Wes, Grant, the whole gang, um, their mom, Allie, who's like my second mom, uh, we were talking about it and she brought it up and she was like, oh, that would be a really interesting episode to do if you like talked about what you think is wrong with like Gen Z parents. And I was like, that is such a good idea. And so finally, here we are recording it. I wanted to record this episode, like I said, super long time, easily like six to seven months, but I just never found the right time to fit it in or record it. And now I think that I have kind of gathered enough information through observation of other people and things like that, and just parenting styles in general. Again, I'm not a parent, obviously. I'm a 16-year-old. So you're getting the perspective of a 16-year-old girl who I'd like to say knows a decent amount and can speak pretty accurately for Gen Z or kids my age as a whole. So we're going to be talking about today what is wrong with parents of Gen Z. Again, not to discredit any parents or to make them feel like they suck, even though some parts of this video or this episode might. Um, not to discredit my parents, we're just talking about, in general, as a whole, what is wrong with the parents of 
our society. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with what is wrong with this generation's parents. Okay guys, I just watched a little bit of the footage from that little intro segment that I filmed and I did not realize that I was looking at my computer so much. Basically, I have the full episode plan here and and then like we're obviously recording with the mic and then the computer, my laptop in front. And so I kept looking at it and I didn't even realize it. So I'm sorry about that. I'm going to, again, just still adjusting the whole video thing. So I'm going to do my best to look at the camera. But let's hop right into it, okay? So I have a list of things that I want to go over that I've compiled. And so I... We're going to start out, and most of the episode is going to be talking about the bad things, and then along the way, and then also towards the end, we're going to talk about ways you can improve. Um, I would like any parents out there listening right now to, first off, take a deep breath, please, because you're in for a ride. Um, you will probably feel maybe a little hurt, maybe a little called out, maybe a little even offended, or might even click out of the episode and be like, why am I even listening to this? What does this girl know? Frankly, not a lot. But what I can tell you is I do have the perspective of 16-year-old teenage girl. And if you're listening to this, you probably have a teenager at home or you probably have had a teenager or maybe you are going to end up having a teenager soon. So it doesn't hurt to get another perspective, all I'm going to say. Um, please hear me out because trust me, I kind of know what I'm talking about when it comes to this. Again, not a parent. I do not have a parental perspective or point of view, but I do have the the point of view of the child. So I kind of know this and just talking with people um, and my parents and things like that, I think I have a pretty good grasp of a way to meet in the middle on a lot of these issues. And so if you would just, you know, grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab a drink if you're a parent, um, grab a snack and just Try to hear me out because I think that a lot of the points I make here are valid. And try not to be defensive when you're listening to this and being like, oh my god, I don't do that. Or, oh my goodness, this girl doesn't know anything. Because you never know. Maybe you could be doing some of these things subconsciously. You don't even realize it. Maybe you're doing all these things. Maybe you're doing none of these things. But regardless of where you are on that scale, it doesn't hurt to listen to this because it could give you a new inside perspective. Maybe you have a friend whose parents do these things or you have a friend who is a parent who's doing these things and so you can kind of hear and maybe understand where people are coming from in terms of the kid side and the parent side and so I think this is going to be a very worthwhile episode definitely a very informative episode which is different from the rest of our episodes but yeah so we are going to start so the first thing that I kind of have written down and by the way I will turn the camera to show the people who are watching. This is it. I kind of have like a bulleted list of things I want to go over, but I don't have like a script or anything. Um, I don't know if I, we've ever talked about that before. I'm, I keep saying we because it's like Sophia's hair. I've never talked about this before, but we don't. Oh my goodness, I did it again. I don't have like a list or like a specific script of things to say. We jot down. I jot down, I'm just going to keep doing that. I jot down a plan um, in terms of like the order that I want to go in and then some ideas if we're doing like a talking episode like this where, you know, we're kind of, I'm kind of just going on about different topics 
then I have a list. Um, might stick by that order, might not. It kind of depends, but I don't have a script or anything. So if I'm looking down at my laptop, it's to look at the list, not because I'm reading something. Let's just get that very clear. But yes, so the first thing I have on here is kind of the general concept of this whole episode, and it's going to be a really common reoccurring theme, and it's understanding the difference between the generation that our parents grew up in. Actually, not our parents, because I'm not talking to the kids right now. I'm talking to the parents. T knowing the difference between and understanding the difference between the generation you grew up in and the generation we're growing up in now. Things are very, 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 very different. And so a lot of the times parents will address things and handle things as if we were living in a society that we were back then rather than adjusting to how it is now. And this kind of goes into the whole traditional point of view in terms of like adapting to technology, adapting to how society is now, how the world is now even adapting to the way your kid is specifically, you have to understand, one, you and your child are not the same person. Maybe you're similar, who knows, but it's likely that you do have some differences. And so, you know, realizing that not only are you guys not the same person, but you're growing up in very, very different times. And so you can't handle the things that your child is going through the way that you might have handled them when you were. Because a lot of the times now, I know this personally, is like I'll have something maybe happen with my parents and I'll be like, oh my gosh, when I'm a parent, I will never handle my situation like that. I will handle it this specific way. And yes, I'm saying that now, but going, you know, maybe 20 years when I have kids or 15 years, whatever it is, the times are going to be different then. So what I'm thinking now isn't necessarily going to pertain to how I should be handling it 15 years 20 years, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is, later, because society is going to be different, the world is going to be different, times are going to be different. So you have to understand that the way that you handle things needs to adapt to the way the world is adapting and the way your kid is adapting. You can't handle things in a sense where you're doing it how you might want to when you were that age. Because again, times are different, your child is different, it's not going to end well, more than likely. So understanding the differences between Gen Z and your generation. Sorry if there was a slight camera switch there. Um, had to adjust something. But yeah, so again, understanding the difference is super important. And that's kind of the general theme, like I said, throughout all of these, is knowing that you are different people. Very important. Different people, different times. Okay, the next one that we have kind of goes along with this and it's parents thinking they know everything. Now this is not specific to Gen Z parents. This is a pretty common thing. A lot of parents like to pull the parent card and they also like to think that they know everything. And while it is true that you are going to know more times often than not, a lot more than your child does because the age difference, the years of experience, the wisdom, of course, that all comes into play. That does not mean you know everything. And so in a situation where maybe your child is trying to prove a point to you and you're essentially just like close-minded to it, you're not open to hearing them out. Maybe you think you're open to hearing them out, but internally you're like, there's no way they're right. That's not going to get you anywhere because the whole time you're just going to be like, well, I'm the parent. I know what's best. And again, while a majority of the time that might be true, it's not always applicable. So it's very important that you understand that while you have 
a lot more experience and maybe wisdom, you don't necessarily know everything. And so when your child is trying to explain something to you or maybe they did something and you are trying to address it with them and they're trying to say like, oh, it was because of this and this and you're like, well, that's not a valid excuse. Maybe it's not, but you have to try to understand that you don't know everything that's going on. And so your knowledge and wisdom on it might not always necessarily pertain to the subject at hand. So making sure that you understand that as a parent, you don't know everything and you can't, I mean, obviously who's going to stop you from just being like, I'm the parent and this is what to do. You definitely can do that. But all it's teaching your kid is that if you have power, you don't need a valid reason to make decisions. You just get to use your power. And again, in certain situations that might be applicable, applicable, and that might be the right thing to do, but not always. And so when you're constantly overusing that aspect of being a parent and having that mindset, it's not going to get you anywhere. So making sure that you're open to trying to listen, hear your child, understand what's going on and not just being like, Oh, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Is very important. The next thing we have is, I think, a big one mainly aimed at parents of teenagers. And I know a lot of parents that are not like this, but I also do know a lot of parents that are. And that is parents who aren't allowing their children to grow up. And this one is definitely a more touchy subject. And it could be a bit more controversial just because of the fact that everyone raises their kids differently and everyone has different relationships with their kids. So you have a lot of families that might not be as close, you know, they might not eat dinner together or when they're done on the weekends or something, they'll just like go up to the room and do their own thing. And you might have families who will spend time together or have like a movie night or something like that. And so... Again, parents have different relationships with their kids and kids have different relationships with their parents in each and every household. And so, again, it's going to be different. But there are a good amount of parents, especially in this generation, who are not allowing their kids to fully grow up because they are scared of losing them. And so being scared of losing them is just one of many reasons. It could be scared of losing them, scared of putting them out into the world that is a scary, scary place. It could be scared of having them drift away. It could be a number of different reasons, but you're scared of something. You're scared of allowing them to grow up. And from that aspect, all it's going to do is pull you guys further apart. When you're not allowing them to experience the parts of growing up, then all that's going to do is make them resent you more for it. Okay, for example, I'm just going to use an example. Let's say there's a parent, they have a child, um, the child is in high school and they want to go to a party, okay? Whatever. Big party's happening, a bunch of people are going, their friends are going, they ask their parents they want to go and the parents are like, no. And she's like, why? And the parents are like, we don't want you to go if there's going to be drugs and alcohol whatever blah 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 while that is like a fair reason and in certain households those kinds of things are not acceptable and so it can definitely be a touchy subject for instance um 
a lot of the times it's not the fear of them doing what you're afraid of, if that makes sense. So a lot of the times it's not that the parent is scared of them doing drugs or drinking or whatever. It's the thought of them doing it that is hurting the parents and is stopping them. So the parent might, yes, they might be worried that their child is going to go do that at the party. But the reason why most of the time that they're stopping them isn't because they actually think that they'll go do that. It's because the thought of them doing that and of them growing up is scary. And so while it is totally fair because they're like your baby, they're your child, of course you it's hard to see them growing up. You stopping them from living out experiences such as the party, obviously this is just one in a million different examples that you could bring up. That's just the first one that came to mind. Um, all they're going to do is resent you for it, for not allowing them to have these experiences that they might want to have or, you know, doing these different things. All it's, you, you think it'll pull you closer together because you're still going to have your little baby, but all it's going to do is pull you guys apart because they are going to be upset that you're not letting them live. So you have to understand that obviously there's a difference. If there's like, if it truly is compromising their safety, their health, something like that, where you have to make the parental call, that is a completely different story. But a lot of the times when parents are doing it, they don't even realize that they're doing this and they're just trying to hold on to their baby as much as they can. They still see them as the little five-year-old who's learning to ride their bike or the fifth grader that they're dropping off on the first day of school or that they're picking up from their friend's house or that they're taking on vacation. And while they still may be those things, you have to understand that they've grown up. Like, they they are not five years old anymore. They're not ten years old anymore. They're much, much older now. And if you set them off into the world when they go to college or when they go to work or wherever they are, and they don't have any of that experience that they could have been exposed to while they were a teenager, what do you think they're going to do then? Like, there might be some kids that will never experience that because that's just not what interests them. And if that's it... That's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But if there's a kid that's dying to get out there and really just live out those teenage years, and then they go off to college, and they haven't done any of that, they're going to go crazy. Like, they're, they are just going to do these things that the parents were trying to stop in the first place, just at an exponentially higher rate and higher risk. So... All you're doing by not allowing your child to grow up is not only pulling them apart from you, but it's also making it a lot harder for them not only to experience these types of things, but being able to experience them at like a healthy, normal rate. So this is like a stupid example, but let's say there's like someone and a parent, a mom or a dad, and they don't want their child to wear a shirt. A, she, they don't want their daughter. Let's just say their daughter. I'm going to use this as an example. They don't want her to wear a crop top. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe just when she lifts her arms up, her stomach shows, something like that. Whatever. doesn't really matter, right? And they're like, you're not allowed to wear it. Well, what do you think she's going to do when she's going to go off to college and she's going to be on her own? Like, I literally don't know a single teenager. Okay, that's a lie. This is, that's not true. I would say a good 90% of kids 95. I'll just use girls as an example, just because that's what we were using. Wear crop tops. Like, it's just like, there. there's nothing you can do 
to stop the rest of the world from doing it. And you might be like, yeah, there's nothing I can do to stop the world, but I can stop my child. But all in all, all that's going to do is make them resent you. So I'm not saying give them unlimited freedom to do whatever they want. I'm saying be more lenient and allow them to grow up and live through these experiences that it's going to let them develop in a healthy way rather than have them rush it all at once. Because at least if they're developing it in a healthy way, let's say they go to a party, they're in high school, they drink. A lot of high schoolers do, right? At least when they come home and they, well, one, you'll probably notice it. But two, at least they're doing it in a way where you are there to help them when it happens. Okay, so again, another example. Kid comes home from a party. He's a little drunk. Had a little too much to drink at a party. He comes home, probably hung over a little bit the next morning. At least he's home. His parents are there. They can help him get over it. They can teach him how to do this and that. Whatever. If he's doing that and he's off across the country at college, what are the parents going to do? The parents can't control anything. He could have gotten alcohol poisoning for all they knew if he didn't know how to control it at the point where they could have taught him in high school. So again, I'm not saying let your kids do whatever they want. I'm not saying to let them go on these like rampages or do things that might not be appropriate in your household, but I'm saying you need to give your child the room to let them grow up at a healthy rate rather than not exposing them to any of these things and having them all be exposed to it at once. Because again, all that's going to do is it's going to be unhealthy for them because it's all going to come, all this freedom is just going to come hit them at once like a bus and they're not going to know how to handle it and they might go out and like go on these rampages or and or it's going to cause tension, it's going to cause a drift, and it's just going to make things worse. So making sure that you give them the room, the opportunity to allow them to grow up and experience these things in a healthy way is so important, like so important. So keeping that in mind, it's like easily probably one of the biggest things. Again, I could talk about this forever just because I feel like a lot of parents don't get it. And the ones that do have the kids that are not only living out their years right now at a good rate, but they also have the best relationship with their parents rather than the kids who you want to have a healthy balance of it because you have the parents who let their kids do whatever they want. And those relationships are not going to be great. And the kids are out doing whatever they want, getting all this freedom again, hitting them like a bus and just doing whatever. And then you have the kids who are being completely monitored 24-7 and they aren't allowed to do any of these things. And again, their relationship with their parents are still being damaged. But then all of this freedom is again going to hit them like a bus in a few years and they're not going to know how to handle it. So you have to find a healthy balance in order to let your kids live out in a healthy way and still maintain and even grow an even more positive relationship with them. The next thing um, is kind of along the same lines, and it's monitoring your kids and constantly having an eye on them 24-7. Now, I know a lot of people that will have completely different opinions than I do on this, but I think that parents who want to know what's going on in every single aspect of their child's life is a very, very, very toxic relationship. I'm not saying that you don't want to know what's going on in your kid's life. Of course you do. They're your kid. 
you want to know what's happening. But the parents who, let's just say, take their kids' phones or laptops and they read through their texts on text messages, on Snap, on Instagram, whatever, watch their TikToks, um, or they're like searching their rooms for stuff. That is like, it might not seem like it. And a lot of people will be like, I'm just looking out for my child's safety. But that is such a toxic way to handle this type of stuff. The reason why these parents are doing it is because they want to know what's going on in their child's life. That's it. They just want to know what's going on. To do that, all you have to do is ask them. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, my child doesn't talk to me. Well, you need to sit down and have that conversation with them because it is so much better than just taking their stuff and searching for, for answers when you could be asking them. Because all you're teaching them by doing that is that that is the right way to communicate with people is just by invading their privacy in that aspect. And a lot of parents, a lot of parents will be like, well, I bought the phone or I bought the laptop or I paid for everything in the room. And so is my stuff to search. And while that might be true, at the same time, again, all that's teaching them is poor communication. You, if you want to know more about your child and you feel like they're not sharing with you, you feel like you want to talk to them more. You need to sit down and have that conversation and say, you know what? I could be searching your text. I could be stalking the things that you post, or I could be searching through your room, but I'm not because I want to have a healthy relationship with you. And I'm not going to do it in that way. But in order for me to not do that, I need you to talk to me about what's going on in your life. And I guarantee you that the outcome of that conversation is going to be so much better and result in something so much healthier and less toxic than by going the other route. Because a lot of the times kids will share things with you, but they just need to feel comfortable with it. And it might not be something anything the parents did that doesn't make them feel comfortable. It's like, like certain topics you just like, it's not something you talk about with your parents. It's like, it can be uncomfortable. And so they have to get to the point where they feel comfortable. But if you are searching their stuff to try to find answers, they're never going to feel comfortable. All they're going to want to do is, it's just going to make them want to hide more from you because they feel like they have to because you're constantly going through their stuff. So sitting down, having a conversation, not monitoring your kid, not being a helicopter parent, not keeping tabs on them, 24 7 now there is a flip side to that because i feel like a big thing that kids have a problem with is their parents tracking their vocation for me personally i don't have a problem with that i feel like a lot of times when i'm going out i just tell my parents and they're fine with it but i know a lot of kids do and so on the flip side of that i do feel like having your parent or like a sibling or a friend have your location is a good thing but it's more of the issue in terms of like monitoring everything else. It's like constantly keeping tabs on them and not finding out what's going on in their life in a healthy way, but in a very toxic way. Because searching through someone's phone is just, I keep saying the word toxic, but it, it, it truly is. Like just think about it. If you had like a boyfriend or if you had a husband or girlfriend or wife or whatever, your partner, and you wanted to find out something and instead of just asking them you just took their phone and just went through it or you searched through their drawers or their clothes or something like if you went to a therapist and told them that they would be like they might not straight up say this 
but a lot of the times they would be like that it was not a good thing to do like that is not healthy you need to sit down and have a conversation with them and just because you're the parent and you're the adult role in that situation doesn't give you any more leeway in terms of that like just because you are the parent doesn't make it any less toxic or unhealthy if anything it makes it worse because you're supposed to have a good relationship and good communication with your child and when you're doing stuff like that all that's doing is making it worse so again I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on this I just think that doing stuff like that and monitoring your kids 24 7 rather than just talking to them and having a conversation is extremely toxic and all it does is pull the kids apart from you that's all it's going to do it I, I guarantee you with almost 95 to 100 percent certainty that it will not benefit you in any way besides the fact that you will know what's going on. When you could get that information in a much healthier way that isn't going to damage your relationship. So keeping that in mind, just have a conversation with your kids. Don't snoop through their stuff. Don't, you know, and I know that there are instances where people are like, oh, well, my daughter had a vape in her room. And so I searched and I found it. I feel like that's a little different because you know if you're trying to look out for her health that might be different or I found that my child had something dangerous in the room whatever again that's different it the situations are going to vary but just like as a general consensus talking to your child is going to make things so much easier and it's just going to make your relationship so much healthier and not make them feel like they have to hide things from you because even if they're not doing anything bad but they still feel like you're monitoring you they're still gonna feel the need to hide stuff because it feels like you're constantly being checked up on it feels like you know it's like you're their security guard it's not even like you're their parent at that point because you're not even talking to them all you're doing is just looking for your information by invading their privacy so making sure that you are trying to maintain that healthy relationship by just communicating with them is huge really 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 big and so that kind of goes with this next one again of setting boundaries with your kids and so there's a level that they should feel comfortable in sharing things with you and you should as well you, you it can't be like a one-way street where they tell you what's going on in their life and you keep everything closed off and they have no idea and so making sure you set boundaries is extremely extremely important because you know a lot of the times parents who are close with their kids will constantly want to spend time with them but if you are doing something where you are like smothering them for example that is not going to go well because again your child is not five years old anymore they are not a little kid they are probably an adult or almost an adult in a few years or whatever a couple years you you can't treat them like they're a child and you can't expect them to have the same exact reaction that they did when they were six or seven because that's not going to say that they shouldn't show you love and appreciation and that they're grateful or anything. It's saying that you can't expect to have the same exact reaction. Because if you were spending time together all weekend long when they were little, like you guys would go to the movies or an amusement park or something like that. And then now one or two of the days are spent out with their friends or, you know, with the boyfriend or their girlfriend or they just want to be alone. 
like you you can't expect them to have this the same relationship you did it doesn't mean you guys need to drift apart it just means you can't smother them hey guys little interruption here um on friday night the night before the or i mean thursday night the night before the episode goes up episode i cannot talk right now the night before the episode goes up um with me here in my sunglasses because my eyes are a little puffy right now because i was editing and one of the, if not the most important part of the entire episode got cut out. It's like three minutes long. The footage got cut out, but luckily I still have the audio. So the next few minutes is just going to be the cover picture with the audio. So sorry about that, but make sure you watch because it's really, really, really important. And right after the next like couple minutes, it'll go back to normal. So hope you guys enjoy. And again, this kind of goes... I keep saying this, it's just like re reading into the next topic. You can't treat your kids like they're little kids, but then expect them to act like adults. That is so important, so I'm going to say it again. You can't treat your teenagers like they are kids, but then expect them to act like adults. That is easily the, the most important thing throughout this whole thing. And I know I said that understanding the difference is the most important thing, but now that I'm thinking about it, this is the most important. You can't treat your teens like kids, but then expect them to act like adults. You can't treat them and give them the freedoms of a child, but then expect them to take on the responsibilities of being an adult. It doesn't work like that. It goes both ways. And so when you're treating them like a child, saying you need to always be with us, you need to have a parent around, you need to do this and this and this, treating them like they are in kindergarten again, but then you expect them to be mature and act like an adult and take on the responsibilities of being an adult, they're not going to do it because you're not reciprocating that energy. So you have, it, it is just, it is so important that you understand that this whole parenting thing is a two-way street, that you can't just constantly tell them what to do and then expect them to just follow your orders. Like, you're their boss or something. Like, it is a relationship. It is not a partnership. It's not a business partnership. It's a relationship with your child. And so when you are expecting things to go one way, it's not going to work. If you were in a corporate situation and the boss is saying, I need you to file these papers, I need you to send these emails, and I need you to schedule these things, you go and you do them because that's your boss. If you treat your child like that, you don't see the assistant or the employee of the boss sharing and opening up to them or wanting to hang out with them and spend time with their boss. Like you see them wanting to be away from them. So if you treat them like you're their employee, they're going to treat you like their boss. And most of the time, people don't have great bosses. Most of the time, people hate their bosses, actually. And they complain about them to other people. So again, don't treat your your teenagers like kids and expect them to act like adults and don't treat them like your employees if you don't want them to treat you like their boss it's very simple like that is it it is easily like the biggest issue among relationships with your parents um among teens because parents don't know how to set that line and set that boundary so that way there's a balance of that you get to be their parent but then you also allow them to kind of morph into an adult and again this goes back to the whole growing up thing it, it they all tie in together all of these things and when you start applying them as a whole your relationship with your child is going to be so much better it's going to be so much healthier you're truly going to have a great mature healthy relationship which i think a lot of parents strive for and that's what they want but the things that they're doing aren't adding up to it
again, sorry for the camera switch, a little angle change, but we're about to wrap up here. So for example, let's say your child comes home and maybe they went through a breakup and you didn't know that, right? And you're like, oh, what's wrong? And they're like, nothing. And they don't want to talk about it. If it's clear they don't want to talk about it and you keep pushing it just for the fact that you want to know what's going on, that's not going to help them. In that instance, a great thing to say would just be like, it seems like something's wrong, but if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. When you already talk about it, I'll be here to listen. That is like easily, it is so simple, but it's like one of the best responses you could give because if it's clear that they're not ready to open up about it, it's clear that they're not ready to talk about it and you keep pushing at it, all it's going to do again is drive them apart, like drive them away. They're not going to want to talk to you about it at all. But if you give them the space to go through whatever it is that they're going through and come to you when they're ready, it's going to show them that you care and you truly want what's best for them and you don't just want to know everything. Because a lot of the times when parents do that, that's how it comes across, is that they just want to know what's going on. They don't actually care. It's more of just like, I need to know what's going on. Okay, guys. So just to kind of end everything off, the last advice I'd give is just to try to understand them basically and try to stray away from more traditional viewpoints and really understand what's going on in these times and this generation and everything and just be there for them as much as possible using all and everything that we've talked about today. Try to apply that I think is the biggest thing that you can do and I, I'm like 95 again to 100% sure that if you do these things your relationship with your kid will be so much healthier, it will be better, it will be more loving, and just overall a much better feel. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something. Hope you liked all of the new changes. Definitely reach out and let me know. I love it when you guys DM me stuff. It's really fun to read. And so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed everything. Again, look out for all the new fun episodes that are to come. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at generationgo.official, Twitter at generationgopod, and subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify at generationgo, and we will see you in, not we, again, I'm going to keep doing this, oh my gosh, I will see you in our next episode. Bye!